0: Hi, everybody. Today is Thursday, December 19th, 2019. Wow, we've almost made it to the end of the year and to the end of the decade. Quite amazing that in just two weeks, we'll be staring down 2020. Many of you have spent this last quarter trying to reach your last minute business goals, professional goals, Some of you have been envisioning what 2020 will look like for you, as well as the next decade. Well, in honor of Throwback Thursday, I'd like to reach back to episode 20, where I spoke with one of the powerful women in corporate America who shared with us for Women's History Month. She happens to be my mentor coach. She is the CEO and founder of the Center for Workforce Excellence. And she is a member of the Executive Leadership Council, or the ELC. You've heard me talk about that a lot. I wouldn't be where I am today if it were not for this lady, Trudy Bourgeois. I met her in 2006, I believe, at the Strategic Pathways Leadership Training at Leadership Week at ELC in Miami, Florida. I'm bringing this one back because I'm not sure enough if you heard it, but it was a part of our series for Women's History Month called Authentically She, and we had a conversation about what it takes to be authentically yourself in corporate America and in business. I am taking off for the holiday season all the way until January 6th so this will kick off a few different throwback Thursdays for you in the meantime and I can't wait to share with you uh, maybe a couple bonus episodes along the way the beauty of throwback Thursday is that we get to see where we've been and it's a great indication of where we're going despite the audio in this episode the content is on point so without further ado I'd like to introduce to some and reintroduce to others Trudy Bourgeois. Hey y'all. This is Culture Soup where tech, culture and business collide. It's a podcast that spoons up everything hot from social media. I'm your host, El Michelle Smith, and each episode we bring you some of the most notable and not yet notable thought leaders in tech business, and culture. I can't even begin to tell you the impact that my next guest has had on my career. And the fact that we only spent a total of four days in each other's presence at the strategic pathways workshop during the executive leadership council leadership week in 2016. I'm just sitting here shaking my head because this lady is so wise and so credible, so knowledgeable that many of the Fortune 500 trust their top executives to her as an executive coach. I'm talking about Trudy Bourgeois. She is a CEO of the Center for Workforce Excellence. She's an executive coach, and she is one of the faculty on staff at the Executive Leadership Council. Trudy has poured into many executives including myself. In fact, if it wasn't for Trudy, I would not have crystallized the value proposition that has taken me so far. I'm not going to spend much more time talking to you about Trudy because Trudy has a lot to say. And if you listen to any of the episodes before this one, I've quoted Trudy often. Now hear her in her own voice. Here is... Part two of our Authentically She Women's History Month series, Truding Bourgeois.
1: Hey, how are you? I'm good. Oh, thank you for having me.
0: It's awesome to see you. It's been a while. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes, but I've been watching you, girl.
0: <laughs> oh, well, and I've been keeping it with you, too. I'm so excited about the book, and you'll get to talk about you. it a little bit more. But how about we have a culture suit moment?
1: Yeah, of course. You
0: ready? Okay, good.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: I have noticed that a ton of people on the Internet, especially people who are in professions or they're entrepreneurs, or maybe even just models. It doesn't matter. People are talking about building their personal brands. Mm-hmm. And what's part of that, I think, is authenticity, because mm-hmm. so often people think that building your brand is just about what you put out there and not necessarily about what you've done. Now, there are people right. who are out there that have made millions and made a brand for themselves after not really doing much, per se. Right.
1: Right. But do you agree that
0: you actually do have to do something and do something extraordinary in order to start crafting a brand that sticks?
1: Oh, oh, absolutely. And and you know, El Michelle, the, the the uh, the thing is, is that uh, personal branding is not new. Mm-hmm. What is new is that the market has shifted. The economic. Um, situation: The global economy, the the fourth industrial revolution, has caused every company to be in a state of transformation. Mm-hmm. So, when we talk about personal branding today, we really have to say, what is the value proposition? See, people used to use a lot of descriptors that really didn't have substance. And what I really want to encourage people to do is to understand how what they do on a daily basis actually contributes to the bottom line ROI and profitability of the organization. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's not about, um, you know, this notion of I'm going to represent myself in this elegant, you know, uh, well uh, thought-out way. It, it is about the value and the impact mm-hmm. that you can talk about directly, and it's got to be quantifiable. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that that we're in a new era where when we talk about personal branding, we're talking about and we're talking about leadership, sustainability, mm-hmm. and impact. Right. And so, what you know, the Marshall. Uh, Goldsmith um, whole notion of what got you here won 't take you there mm-hmm. uh, I think we 've reached a point that a lot of the leadership lessons that we learned ten years ago are no longer relevant and and because the workforce has changed and because the marketplace is uh, has changed and most importantly because the consumer has changed mm-hmm. we need to rethink what personal leadership branding really means.
0: Wow so how does authenticity play into it because there are a lot of folks that are out there trying to brand themselves mm-hmm. but not very authentically yeah, yeah.
1: it's important well, to be authentic as you're- oh my gosh do you remember the fake it till you make it <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, well, okay so 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 you know that was um a, a phrase that came out when people didn't understand that their power really comes from their authentic diversity mm-hmm. see we, we really weren't celebrating each and every individual's contribution at that time it was more like okay let's all just you know, get along to be along, and da 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 And, and there, it, it wasn't really at the core of, of who you are. Mm-hmm. And see, you're brilliant. Each of us has a natural uh, sphere of brilliance, and that mm-hmm. brilliance is, is connected to who we are authentically. And the thing that I, I really want to encourage anyone who's listening to our conversation today is to get in touch with the blood that flows through your veins. Mm -hmm. You see, particularly as women of color, and particularly Mm -hmm. as African-Americans, we have been subjected to all kinds of um, rhetoric about who we are, and that rhetoric sometimes has suggested that who we are is not good enough. Mm -hmm. But the the truth of the matter is is that African-Americans in particular are some of the most resilient people on the face of the planet. Right. We know how to navigate change mm-hmm. like nobody else's business. And and what do organizations need now? They need leaders who can help others navigate change. Mm-hmm. So, so if you can get in touch with, with who you are authentically, and, and you've heard me say this before, but I'll say it again for the benefit of everyone who's listening, you know, the, one of the most important activities that I ever did in my life was to go back and look at the 10 most defining moments in my life. Mm. And as I reflected on those defining moments, what I asked myself was what was the lesson that the defining moment taught me Mm -hmm. and how does that lesson shape who I am authentically and how can I now own this unapologetically and say to the world, this is who I am. And this is why you want to know who I am. This is why it's good for you to know who I am. Mm -hmm. And this is why I need to be who I am. Because when I'm there, I'm really good. When I'm trying to cover and be like somebody else, uh, I'm not so good. Well, I got to say,
0: this is a great point to interject how we even know each other.
1: Because you
0: took us through this very um, exercise as a part of Strategic Pathways during Leadership Week, during uh, the Executive Leadership Council's Leadership yeah. And yeah. I remember, man, the tissues were flowing. <laughs> I said, yes. the "Beauty is gonna make us cry. <laughs> because when you take that time to look at those 10 most defining moments, whether they're above the line or below the line, yeah,
1: meaning whether they
0: were valleys or peaks, right. you, it takes you back in a way that makes you own your story. Yeah. And it's cathartic. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I know it was a moment for me because I probably hadn't voiced some things out loud that I knew yeah. about myself that needed to be voiced and owned. Sure. And Absolutely. Gee, let me be proud of it. So, yeah. Same for me. me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, same for me. I mean, I, you know, I think a lot of women, particularly um, women of color, we are about the business of doing.
0: Mm-hmm. We are re
1: are really good at working right? Mm-hmm. We, we know how to be workhorses right. um, and to do what other people say and think that we should do. But I think the proposition and the invitation that you're extending to people is, hey, you, you can be authentic and you can be extremely successful and the, you can go from being successful to being significant
0: mm-hmm. when
1: you are playing to your authentic self. Because, because when stuff. you reveal those stories, you know, like I shared with with you about um, being 22 and my special needs son being born, and mm-hmm. it knocking me on my my behind, and um, me, you know, having to reconcile with what really is truly meaningful in life, and and discovering my own resilience and mm-hmm. my own appetite for equality, and so much of what I do today really, uh, you know, comes from obviously being raised in the deep south. Being born into segregation, but then having, you know, a special needs son, and then having a daughter who ultimately married um, uh, a a wonderful man who is Caucasian, and my family, you know, is Creole, and, um, you know, just trying to ensure that people understand that at the core of everyone is a story. Mm -hmm. And if we could slow down enough to hear and listen, and really understand the stories, my goodness gracious of life, what could we do to change this planet?
0: And I know my listeners are probably going, wow, okay, who is this woman? She is dropping <laughs> gems like, in the first 10 minutes of this podcast, and I want you to share who you are what you do, Trudy. And um, I mentioned a bit about how we met, but we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about strategic pathways. But to, to
1: what it is Thanks. that
0: we do. And, yeah. you know, I'm sure folks are like, I want to sit at this woman's feet already.
1: <laughs> oh, you're, you're so kind. I, I feel very blessed, very fortunate that I get to use my gifts and talents to help other people achieve success. I'm really a teacher at heart. I'm a truth teller at mm-hmm. heart. Um, but I spent... 18 years in corporate Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i have sat in the seat you know before i left corporate i was a vice president managing a three billion dollar business unit and teams of thousands and and so I, I, I know um, what that drug feels like. Mm-hmm. And it is super, um, it's super hyping in that, you know, um, many of us have been the first mm-hmm. to get the good job. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, mom and dad um, sacrificed and worked two and three jobs to ensure that we had the, the education to be able to have the opportunity to get that good job. But, you know, when I got that good job, you know what? I looked at one day, and I looked in the mirror, and that good job was not good to me. And right. I was not authentic.
0: Well, and you even said that you didn't even know we were looking at in
1: the mirror anymore. We oh. talked about this in the Black Enterprise
0: interview about authenticity. You want to yes. talk
1: about that a bit? Yes. You know, I mean, it, it's a, a difficult truth to tell, and, a, and an even more difficult truth to swallow. But there came a day when I looked in the mirror, and yes, I could play corporate politics. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, how people say you can be cut, and you don't even know you're cut until you're dead. I mean, I I really um, started to develop some behaviors that did not align with what I said was my value system, mm-hmm. and so I was no longer authentic. Mm-hmm. I really wasn't. Mm-hmm. I, I had taken on uh, male behaviors specifically. I mean, you know, I, I was tougher than nails, and I didn't let them see me sweat. And I didn't, mm-hmm. you know. I, you don't know. I care about you, and, and and you know, at night I would I would weep. And by the way, that's toxic
0: for males too.
1: <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. And I think while men might not weep, Mm -hmm. uh, I think in the silence of the night when there's no one else, I think that people long to connect with people Mm -hmm. in a very positive way. I think that people don't want to be laden with
0: Behaviors
1: that discount people and belittle people and um, ignore people, mm-hmm. I, I think that, that that we are wired to love each other, mm-hmm. and you know that word "love" in corporate America is like, okay, where are you coming from you got five heads? What are you talking about? blah right. blah 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 but you know. When everything is said and done, no matter what industry that you work in, no matter what title you have, what function that you're in, your career will come to an end. Right. And when it does come to an end, people are not going to remember how many widgets you sold. They're not going to remember how many data points you analyzed. They're not going to remember how many customer outings that you went to. What they're going to remember is how did you treat me? Right. And so – at my authentic core is a strong desire um, for, for elevating, unleashing the best in others. Mm-hmm. And it's not because of me. And I think that we all have to, to recognize that, that, that it's bigger than us. Mm-hmm. What you're doing is to touch other people. Right. You're, you're being used as a catalyst, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if each of us could show up in a way that we could be used mm-hmm. for a greater good, I think that we could shift the landscape in the business world to be a place where everybody could be authentically That's
0: valued. That's so important, Trudy. And, you know, sometimes I talk about, my business, when I ran my business and even what I do today, I'll speak of it as ministry. And I know it throws <laughs> people. You don't have to be religious to understand what I'm saying. Yeah. I think you articulated it very well. It really is about what are you doing to touch other people and what you're doing, whether that is working with your colleagues or your workforce or you know the, the customers that are out there and the clients that you might have. How yeah. have you left them? Are they better? after coming into contact with you. And I think that's, that's so exactly right. Um, that working for the greater good, and boy, that gets me back to my TCU campaign. It actually <laughs> is about for the greater good. But if you had that mindset, what kind of great work you could actually do?
1: Yeah, well, you hit the, uh, the nail on the head when you said, what kind of mindset, mm-hmm. right? And so as we show up as, as leaders, that mindset of how can I serve and how can I use whatever it is that I bring to the table to allow you to be in your best space, mm-hmm. to allow you to be in that authentic place and for me to respect that right. and value that and not, and not try and make you be more like me mm-hmm. or more like somebody else. Um, you know the 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 real opportunity in this day and age is to accept people um, from a mindset that everybody has value mm-hmm. right everybody has value if you're if you 're the introvert, you have value right if, if you 're the extrovert you have value if you're you 're the analytic you have value if you 're the um, gregarious one you have value mm-hmm. if if you 're the naysayer, you have value mm-hmm. and so in our authentic place when we know and when we believe that who we are at the core represents an opportunity for new growth for new possibilities then 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 we we play in that 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 space of brilliance right and everybody wins absolutely
0: So these are the themes that come up in your book.
1: You want to talk yes. about the book? what's the name uh, of it? Well, thank you so much first of all for just, you know, talking about the book. Absolutely. This is my fourth this is my fourth leadership book. It's called Equality. Courageous conversations about women, men, and race mm-hmm. to spark a D&I breakthrough. And, you know, mm-hmm. for almost two decades, just a year short of 20 years, I've been an entrepreneur now. And um, when I was in corporate, I was that champion for the underdog. I mm-hmm. think I'm still that champion yes. for the underdog. Um, but but I, I, I'm trying in this book to appeal to women as much as I am to men. I think we as women have a lot of work to do, particularly across differences. I mean, you know the truth of the matter is that white women have been the biggest beneficiaries of affirmative action. And we haven't had that dialogue. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, They're not trying to be malicious in any way, shape, or form, but they have the seat. And we need to be okay with with expecting that whoever is at the seat whether she's brown she's white she's purple she's blue it doesn't matter that she is going to reach back for the next generation of female leaders mm-hmm. and, and 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 we have this window of time. History is calling us as female leaders to be stronger, to be bolder, to be louder, to be clearer, to be more convicted and unapologetically Mm -hmm. say we bring value to the table. I mean, if you think about what companies are trying to do now. They're trying to advance more collaboration. They're trying to advance more innovation. They're trying to advance more inclusion. And, you know, these are strengths that, that women bring to the table. Now that's not to say that men don't bring strengths to the table. Hallelujah to the men who um, have pioneered and who have fostered this whole notion of possibility. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, People talk about men as allies. I don't talk about men as allies. I, oh. I, I think that, no, I, I think that you don't get brownie points for being human. Yeah. You don't get brownie points for showing up and saying the right thing. What you, know you what? show for. Thank up you for <laughs> that. Thank you for that. <laughs> thank, thank you. And you know, that those were not
0: just men. But even when you're thinking about white privilege and, you know, oh, majority, just for yes. doing what you're supposed to do. It's like with my daughter. I hate to liken it to my child, but she's six years old. If she brushes her teeth, we don't throw a party.
1: Correct. You're supposed to
0: brush your teeth.
1: Exactly. And we are supposed to treat each, other's, uh, each other as human beings. Mm-hmm. And And so I think it's about a partnership. It's mm-hmm. not about you being an ally or being you know, whatever other descriptors are out there, and that's not to belittle any of that language. I think that we continue to evolve our language and evolve our understanding of what it really is going to take Mm -hmm. to uh, leverage um, diversity, equality, and inclusion to gain a competitive advantage. And I think that all of us have to recognize it doesn't matter where you are Mm -hmm. in the business, doesn't matter what title, all of us need to embrace our role and our responsibility to be champions right champions for equality champions for equal opportunity champions to ensure that every voice is heard in that welch champions to accept um uh that that authentic authentic um uh, engagement mm-hmm. is beneficial mm-hmm. like that like that's really a good thing right being right. authentic is really a good thing and and not accepting silence because in the book um, one of the things that I talk about that is really important to me is I say that, you know, people have to understand that when they sit on the sidelines and they, they view inequities, mm-hmm. they experience them, they see them, and mm-hmm. they say nothing. Mm-hmm. They're saying everything. Right. They're saying, they're saying, I'm okay with that. Right. And that's not okay. Right. Silence. So we've got to yes. find our voice. We've got to find our voice and we've got to use it.
0: Totally. book called Creating Your Own Equality. I love that.
1: Thank you. Tell us
0: what we can do to create our own equality.
1: Well, the first thing that um, I think each of us has to do is to understand our value proposition. And you've heard me talk about this before, but most people don't understand how what they do on a daily basis actually impacts the bottom line for the organization that they're working for, right? And so when you are contributing value um, it creates opportunity. It creates visibility. It creates optionality. And what I mean by that is, you know, if I'm making a company a billion dollars, mm-hmm. somebody's going to listen to right. me. Exactly. <laughs> now, now on the flip side of the coin, if your stuff is raggedy, don't try this. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Performance excellence is the key. That's rock bottom. That's table stakes. That's
1: right? it. That is table stakes. You get into the game because you are excellent, Mm -hmm. right? But then, you know, as you have read and hopefully others will read, as you're creating your own equality, you have to be likable. Mm -hmm. You know, people like to do business. This is old uh, phraseology, but people like to do business with what they like and they trust and they know. And so we have to open up our hearts. So we have to reveal more than we're probably comfortable with revealing, particularly if people of color, because you know, we were taught right. uh, not to trust. No. Don't, be, don't, don't mm-hmm. drive your Mercedes to the work. You bring that right. hoop-dee. Right. You drive because that bin no on the weekend. Right. You don't
0: want to <laughs> not drive the boss or whatever. People <laughs> that car. So exactly.
1: Exactly. You know, I had one of um, my students, too, in another class, like I met you in another class. He told me a story about realizing this this point of really truly being authentic. He had a love for watches Mm. and really very nice watches. Mm -hmm. And um, he was afraid to reveal this passion that he had with one of his clients because he didn't wanna come across as being too over the top. Mm -hmm. And so his client started asking him, just in casual chit chat, about watches. His client, too, was a lover of very exotic watches. And and his natural, authentic brilliance just responded as the client started just talking about these different watches. Mm -hmm. And the client was like, who are you? When did you get any knowledge about a Piaget or a Tag or, you know, Rolex or, or any of the um, advanced brands? And, and so it sparked a newfound connection mm-hmm. that would have never come, right. would have never materialized, right. would have never been birthed had he not been willing to open his heart. And touch that authentic. Well, let's space. back up a,
0: a second because you talk about likability, and mm-hmm. I know that um, many of us have been taught. And I was glad to hear you say this back when I met you in 2016. <laughs> that you're not there to be liked; you're there to be respected. <laughs> and you said, "No, no, 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 no." People like to do business with people they like. Can you expand yeah. on that? Because I think that's so important.
1: You know, uh, you know, people, uh, I have heard, and I was taught that same thing about, well, you don't have to be liked. You have to be respected. I, I think that, that I call BS on that because um, it's human nature. It's human nature to surround yourself with people that you like and trust. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, in, 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 in this book and in previous books, um, I talk about likable confidence. Mm-hmm. And it's this idea that you know who you are mm-hmm. authentically. Mm-hmm. And you're comfortable with that, mm-hmm. and you're you're not afraid to share that, and you to back to that mindset that we were talking about, right? You're showing up not to be braggadocious, not to be arrogant, not to be I'm, I'm going to outdo you, but what can I give mm-hmm. to this relationship? People are attracted to that. Yeah, and you know when you show up sharing ideas and. Being able to talk about things um, that are that are important to others, people dig that. Yeah. And, and when when you show up being interested in others instead of trying to sound interesting, mm-hmm. people are like, oh my gosh, I I like you. Yeah. And then and then when they like you, that's how sponsorship is born. That's how advocacy is born. That's how opportunity is manifested. Right. So when you wanna create your own equality, you gotta get who you are and you gotta you know, you got know your game. You gotta know what value that you bring, but you gotta bring it in a way that, that really appeals that, uh, to others, that, that invites them to want to know more. Not, not because of what you can do, right. but because of what you can do together.
0: So how do you overcome the fear? Because some people are fearful of this because it mm. puts you on front street. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people believe that either people are going to see that and they'll recoil because they say, "Oh, well, she's self-promoting," or they'll recoil because, "Gee, just coming on strong." Or
1: is, yeah. is there? Do they have a right to
0: be afraid,
1: or is there? I, a think, risk? I, I think I think fear is natural. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that any new situation, all of us. Are fearful. You know, as, as a kid, you know, growing up in the deep south, um, I, I was the first in my family to do many things, and, and and was I afraid? Yes. And did people put me down? Yes. And did people say, "You can't do it"? Yes. But you, inside of that authentic self that you're talking about, mm-hmm. t- you see, you, you gotta be your best uh, cheerleader and your worst critic. Mm-hmm. You, you gotta know when you're good and you gotta know when you mess up and clean it up. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, you, you are in this space of purity that, that, that you know, it's, it's really my intent to add value. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, can, you can pass through the fear. Mm-hmm. Don't, I, I don't want to lead anyone to, to misunderstand. The fear is going to come. Mm-hmm. It is a part of the human experience, a mm-hmm. part of the human condition. The winners, the people who are successful, just are willing to take one step each day, mm-hmm. each moment, each hour to get past that fear. And the way that you get past that fear is practice. Yeah. You just put yourself out there, mm-hmm. right? It's like riding a bike. The first time that you rode a bike, you know, we were scared we were gonna fall and that's why we had the, the, little, the little you know, training wheels and eventually, yeah. mm-hmm. and eventually somebody took the training wheels off. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, Michelle, the thing that, that really strikes me as the, the lesson that we should share with the listeners right now is: you have to be in a state where you have a growth mindset right. versus a fixed mindset, and you have to have a lifelong learning mindset. Right. So you're you're always in fear. You're mm-hmm. always learning something new. You're always stretching your, yourself beyond what you know today. And then when you when you step into that, it it starts to get exciting. Totally. It's, it starts to give you some energy. It's like, oh, okay, absolutely. let me see what I could do next. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely, And that's, that's what it's about in, in terms of creating your own equality. Um, do you have any,
0: like, if you were to name three things that people need to do to walk in their most authentic self, and I know that you've talked about a few of them, but if you could encapsulate three takeaways for the listeners today, what would they be?
1: Uh, get in touch with your life's experience. Mm-hmm. So look back. Look back on everything that God has brought you through. And uh, eke out of that the lessons that now contribute to who you are and mm-hmm. what you stand for authentically. That, that, that's, that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing um, may sound very Pollyannish, but it's a, about dreaming. Mm-hmm. It's about giving yourself Permission to to dream, no matter what stage that you're at. I mean, you know, I'm entering, you know, perhaps the last decade of my life, and and I'm challenging myself to say, okay, I'm turning 60 this year. What 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 is the new dream for mm-hmm. me? What, what is it that you have I, a couple more decades? Let me just say. <laughs> thank you. God so willing, think long game, Trudy. Yes, I <laughs> I I am. You know, often I'll say to people uh, when they ask me this question, imagine that you're 85 or 90, mm-hmm. and um, um, uh, and what is the story that you want told about your contributions yeah, to, to, to this earth. And so, so, so that's, a second, that's a way to get to, at that second point, which is you know, really giving yourself permission to continue to dream. Mm-hmm. A- and then the, the third um, thing that I would say to people is, do battle. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that is, every one of us has an itty-bitty committee. Mm -hmm. every single one of us Mm -hmm. and that itty bitty committee says you can't uh you shouldn't Mm -hmm. oh it's too risky oh they're not gonna like you oh you didn't say the right thing Mm -hmm. oh battle 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 because you know you you, the war is won in the battlefield of the mind and the heart on the inside and so if you can do those three things then you can wake up every day going, okay, let's see what, let's see what cool things happen today. Yeah. Wow, let, let's do this. And, and, you know, even when uh, stuff happens, mm-hmm. and you and I both know, everybody who's listening know, you know, it, it, as, as great as this all sounds, you know, stuff happens. But, but here's what I have experienced. Um, when you 're in this mindset in this space that we 're talking about, when stuff happens, you go okay that 's preparing me for something better totally, and you 're just day. able to reset mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. And, and and get back in the game and and stay in the game and and and, and, and know that tomorrow is a new day, and you know god 's mercies are new every morning and yes. and and really you know talk to yourself so you know, I, I just really encourage um, all the people who follow you to declare uh, that they 're going to build some new capabilities this, this doesn 't just happen overnight it didn 't just happen overnight for me. Right. I had to fight through as a kid, being called the N word being yes. fed on, mm-hmm. being rejected, being told no I, I, I still as an entrepreneur an almost twenty year entrepreneur, I still fight. Um, Inequalities, Um, Mm -hmm. what I bring to the table as a woman of color, a black female entrepreneur, you know, people want to pay pennies compared to Mm -hmm. what they do Mm -hmm. for the dominant group. But but I think at the end of the day, I would wrap everything in a bow by saying, you know, the choices that we make are not just about us. They're about generations to Mm -hmm. come. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good stuff. That Mm -hmm. is great, Trudy. Mm -hmm. It's the Center for Workforce uh, Excellence. It's uh, workforceexcellence.com. Gotcha. And, you know, we're a national, now international, training, consulting, coaching. And I speak and write. And um, I'm really happy um, that people are responding so well to this fourth book. I Actually, you know, I've got an itch to start writing again. Oh, go for it. Yeah, I've got a... Um, uh, a, uh, a grandbaby, my first grandbaby is going to be coming. You know, I have a special needs, we have a special needs son and, our daughter got married a couple of years ago, and and um, and as I shared with you earlier, she's um, married to Ryan, who is Caucasian. And I feel a pull, a tug, to talk now about um, biracial kids oh, and awesome. um, and talk about equality at a much earlier age in mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. than when you get to the corporate experience. So we'll see what God has in store. That's awesome.
0: Well, I want to thank you not just for coming on, but your sponsor of this. Um, this absolute um, episode so thank we're you. very
1: excited about that. We
0: thank you for that. Thank you. We're going to be giving away books.
1: I appreciate who you are and what you stand for, and I just want to encourage you to keep on keeping on. You're making a difference. I, I love what you're what you're doing, and any time that I can be a supporter for you, please count on me because I know God's using you to make a difference in the world.
0: Well, thank you, Trudy. You know, when I first met you, I was like, that lady right there is make a difference in my life just from the a few minutes that she stands up here every day for four days and you <laughs> dad, I have taken the bits and pieces of what you shared with us from that week and moved my career along and moved my you know industry
1: presence along all of this good stuff so I really yeah. Appreciate it I well really- the best you are so welcome, and my friend, the best is yet to come for you. You have a, a global presence that is building in scope, and uh, I, I suspect that you're going to touch millions and millions of people, so God be with you. Well, I appreciate that. That is the goal. Thank you so okay. much. Honey. Thank you, hon. All right, much love. Wow. Ladies and
0: men, if you don't have a new way to look at yourself, a new way to look at your
1: The Culture
0: Soup Podcast is a production of No Silos Communications, LLC. The Culture Soup Podcast is a registered trademark of No
1: Silos Communications, LLC.